Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Welcome, mission friends. Today, let's take a flight across the ocean to the island of Papua New Guinea, transfer to a puddle jumper plane to get closer to our mission project, hop onto a truck to get to the river, load up the canoe and go upriver for several hours to arrive at the AFM Gugudala project. Yes, this is the most remote area to which AFM sends missionaries. As such, today's recording isn't perfect, and you may hear some glitches in the sound quality, but it's all part of bringing you stories directly from the missionaries themselves. Jason Sliger narrates today's story. Hi, my name is Jason. And I'm me, Dory Sliger. And we're missionaries in the Gogodala Project in Papua New Guinea. And in 2019, we felt God calling us out of pastoral work and into the mission field. And we began fundraising. And around the time of 2021, we were able to finally launch to the mission field and begin our work among the Gogodala people. We live in a pretty remote place. Um, from the capital city, we have to take a very small commercial plane to another city. And then from there, we take a missionary plane a few hours to our village area where our people live. And then from there, we get into a canoe and we go about half an hour in a canoe down the river to our house. The people around live in bush structures made out of black palm and sago leaves for the roof. They cook on open fires in their house, and they mostly live by gardening, and they eat fish that they catch, and it's a very simple, quiet life. Our job there is to disciple the local Seventh-day Adventist church members and to help strengthen the local leadership, and by God's grace, equip them with the necessary tools to be able to share their faith, not only with their own tribes people, but we're praying for missionaries that will go from the Gogodala tribe to the surrounding tribes, and maybe, maybe even further than that. Today, I want to tell you a story that I call Bonnie's Island. I first met Bonnie shortly after we arrived in Papua New Guinea. It was a beautiful Sabbath day, and I was introduced to him by Steve, our teammate. Steve told me that Bonnie lived in the next village over, and that he would occasionally come over to our church, sometimes for communion service or some other special gathering. And that day, uh, he had just come to worship together with us on that Sabbath. He seemed like a friendly guy, his beautiful smile, and I, I just kind of liked him. And later on, I learned from another friend of mine that Bonnie and his family had a little group that met together every Sabbath in the next village over, the village of Uladu. So I decided that maybe we needed to investigate that a little bit more and see what was going on over there. So. I talked with my friend, Nasa, who every now and then would go to uh, one of the neighboring villages where there's a market. 
and he would see Bonnie's son or daughter-in-law and, you know, just talk to them a little bit. And so I asked Nasa to set up a time for us to be able to meet Bonnie. So the day came when we went over to the next village, the village of Uladu. And we had a little extra time and we went over to Bonnie's island in the middle of the lagoon there. And as our little dinghy arrived on the shore, we were greeted by Bonnie and his family. And it was hard to believe that the guy standing in front of us, you know, waving and welcoming us with just this rich, beautiful smile, had spent several years in a prison camp. Unfortunately, Bonnie, in his younger years, had made some bad decisions in his life. And that landed him in the Baumana prison in Port Moresby. While we were there on the island, I learned that Bonnie attended a Bible prophecy seminar that was held in the prison. There was a local pastor who was going to the school at Pacific Adventist University. And he came to the prison and held a Bible prophecy seminar there. Bonnie and a bunch of other prison mates, they came and they listened to the messages every night. And Bonnie became captivated by this man, Jesus Christ, and decided that he wanted to give his life to Jesus and change the direction that his life was going. And so by the end of that Bible prophecy seminar, Bonnie was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Shortly after that, he was released from his time in prison, and he went back to his home, which was Uladu Village. He began to teach the things that he had learned while he was in prison. He began to teach about Daniel 2 and the image and the different kingdoms and the stone and the second coming of Jesus. He began to teach about the state of the dead and what happens when we die and the importance of the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath. There were only eight people that started that original group. It was Bonnie and his, his sons and a few daughter-in-laws, his wife, and, and that was it. And they just, every Sabbath, they would come together on Bonnie's Island in the middle of the lagoon and they would worship Jesus together on the Sabbath. As I sat there and listened to this story, I asked Bonnie how long they'd been doing this. And he told me that they had been worshiping on the island on the Sabbath for 13 years. And I was just amazed at this man's persistence and consistency and faithfully meeting with his family every Sabbath to worship God together. So I asked him if we could come and, and worship with them on, on a Sabbath, if we could come and visit with them. They were more than happy to have us come and worship with them on a Sabbath. So we arranged a date, and because the sun was setting and we needed to get home, we needed to take the hour trip to get back up the village to our place, we had to say goodbye. But before we left, Bonnie's wife came with lots of gifts, sweet potatoes and uh, sugar cane and coconuts, to show as a token of their love and appreciation to us. A couple of weeks later, we gathered together a few of the church leaders 
And we went on the trip down the river to worship together with the group in Uladu. We had no idea what to expect, but we were anxious to see what the Lord was doing in Uladu village. As our little dinghy got closer to Bonnie's Island, I could see a group of people making their way down to the canoe place to welcome us. And once we arrived, there was this long line of people who were there ready to welcome us for church on Sabbath. And I was surprised. I wasn't expecting such a large group, but there were several people who were there. And Bonnie warmly welcomed us again with this beautiful Christian smile. And as we walked down the line, shaking everybody's hand, they walked us over to this little brass bamboo structure that they had made for their church. Nothing special. A little bamboo structure with coconut leaves on the, on the roof to shade us from the sun and some coconut leaves on the ground to keep us from getting too dirty. But it was church and it was a beautiful experience. We spent some time studying the Bible together singing some of the hymns that they had faithfully written down in their notebooks from the one hymnal that Bonnie owned. And it was just a beautiful experience. There were 120 people that were there that Sabbath, eagerly listening to the presentation of God's Word and uh, singing and praying together. It was a rich experience that we spent. Before we left, we gathered around the, the Uladu group and our, our little group gathered around their group and we prayed for them. And my friend Nasa and I uh, were the ones that prayed. And as I listened to Nasa's prayers, as he was praying for them, I could hear the, the emotion in his voice that he was just so touched by what he was seeing there taking place in Uladu. And I opened my eyes to kind of look and see uh, what was going on. And I noticed that Bonnie was there also weeping for joy that we were able to come and worship together with them because of what God was doing with that group and in that village. It was a beautiful experience and, and we've been back again since then. And we were able to see that the group is actually growing. There's more people that are coming. And there are church members from non-Adventist churches that are becoming interested. And what we're learning is that the local non-Adventist church, the, the membership is going down, but Bonnie's group, uh, the Sabbath-keeping group, the membership, or the, the attendance rather, is going up. And there's just more and more people who are showing interest in what's going on there in Bonnie's Island. But I just can't get out of my mind how eight people just faithfully met year after year, praying, studying the Bible, and growing in their faith. And now to see the fruits of that labor 13 years later with all of these people who are coming has just been a beautiful thing watching how the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon that little group. Recently, Bonnie, his wife, and two of his daughters traveled or paddled an hour starting before sunrise to our place in the next village over to bring us up a bunch of bananas that they wanted to give to us. And while they were there, Bonnie's wife was talking with Midori and sharing with her 
the spiritual battle that Bonnie is facing. Every Sunday morning, it seems that Bonnie has this paralysis that comes to him. One side of his body becomes weak and he starts to shake and um, he doesn't feel well and he has to lay down for most of the day. But it's just every Sunday that this, this attack seems to come to him. And we haven't had a chance to go back and visit and pray over him. If you would remember Bonnie, his wife and his family and the little group there in Uladu village, if you would pray for them, that God's hand of protection would be over them, that God would grow their faith, that God would grow their knowledge in his word, and that one day we're looking for an Adventist church to be planted in Uladu village. If I wander off in all my exploration Lord, please keep your eye on me When I'm lost and call to you in desperation Let your voice be clear to me But more than anything I want or ever need Let my heart be ever anchored To the one who comes the sea Jesus, Jesus Keep your hand on me Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. If you would like to know how you can support our missionaries, then please visit our website at afmonline.org. On the home page at the top tab, select Give. There you will find different options of how you can help. Thank you for your support and your prayers. Together, we can reach the unreached. God bless. You won't let go. You won't let go